Well, I have the great privilege of uh, preaching here on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be in Genesis, and uh, I'm grateful that we started an hour early, and so now i got an extra hour to preach if I need to. I'll get you home by fourth quarter. How's it? I'm kidding. All right. We'll, we'll be in the book of Genesis, and we'll, we'll be skipping around just a, a few uh, places. Uh, tonight, uh, many of you will be watching the Super Bowl, and I believe at the end of the game, they're going to have a, they'll announce a MVP, most valuable player of the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, if it's the Broncos, most likely it'll probably be Peyton Manning. If it's the, the Seahawks, I don't follow the Seahawks. Maybe Russell Wilson's the quarterback or Marshawn Lynch, the, the running back. Um, and so they'll do that tonight, and it'll recognize their, their accomplishments for making the, the pinnacle football game of the year. And not only that, playing the pinnacle uh, game in the, in, as far as their... Um, this one don't want to stay on my ear here. Give some more slack here. Excuse me. Um, now I'm I'm looking across and I'm look I'm thinking of myself. Uh, none of us is going to be the MVP of Super Bowl. You know I don't, I don't see any young people who who could maybe be aspiring. Maybe Casey. I I don't know. No. Okay. Uh, because we I mean we don't have the the skill the the uh, experience the the natural talent for that. Well tonight. We're going to be talking about an MVP, MVP of the Old Testament, and um, this is Joseph. Uh, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, uh, the late Bible teacher, uh, once said, there's no one else in Scripture most like Christ as far as his life, his uh, experiences, his character, than the person of Joseph. And so we're going to be looking about at Joseph, and now this is someone that we can model uh, as far as our faith goes. This was a great man of the faith. Uh, He's listed there in in Hebrews chapter 11 in the great hall of faith. Um, In Genesis, if you just look at the chapters, um, Joseph's story is from chapter 37 all the way to chapter 50. There's no other patriarch, Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, who's spoken more of as far as chapters in, in Genesis. Uh, he's, a, he's a key figure that we should be well familiar with and I think we could greatly benefit from because he's an MVP in, in God's book. Um, just one uh, key text I, I want us to look at in Genesis and really I'd say in all of the Bible. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, if, if you'd like to turn there. Genesis chapter 12 and verse, verse 1. I'll just read a few verses there. And if, you, if you'll remember, this is the call of Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is the call of Abraham. And he's the father of the Israelite nation. And uh, there's a lot we could say here, but 
uh, this is really, uh, the, I'd say, the, the great commission of the Old Testament in seed form. You see the last part? In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Uh, God intends to bless Abraham and his descendants. Uh, but this blessing was not exclusive just to Israel. But it is through Abraham that all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This, this is the great commission in seed form in the book of Genesis. Uh, keep this in the, in, the, in the back of your mind, God's plan for the ages. Um, now, I'm going to give some uh, backstory. I'm going to s- kind of summarize things because uh, we can't, I'm not going to read J- uh, Genesis chapter 37 to 50, but let me kind of uh, give a backstory uh, of Joseph. Um, Abraham has Isaac, Isaac has Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons. Uh, Jacob uh, meets with God. And uh, God changes uh, Jacob's name to Israel. And so we have the 12 sons of, of Israel. One of those sons is Joseph. And uh, perhaps you're familiar with the story of, of Joseph. As a, as a 17-year-old boy, uh, Jacob uh, favors his son. And he gives him the coat of many colors. And how does his brothers respond to that? Well, they're jealous. They're envious. And it's probably a, a good warning to us as parents, uh, and grandparents even, uh, to be careful about showing favoritism to, a, to one child. And so Jacob loved uh, Joseph so much so that he gave him this coat of many colors. And um, Joseph, uh, being the young 17-year-old and, and maybe a little naive, uh, if you remember, he has the dreams. He has uh, one dream where they're in the field, and in the dream, his sheaf stands upright, and all his brother's sheaves bow down to his sheaf. And the brothers are say, what do you mean? Do you intend to rule over us? They say, and they're, they're angered by his dream. Joseph has another dream. Uh, he dreams that the, the sun and the moon bows down to him, and 11 stars. And he tells this to his brothers, and he tells this to his, his father Jacob, and Jacob rebukes him for it. What do you mean by this? Do you intend to rule over us? Um, and, but Jacob, he keeps this, these dreams in the back of his, in his um, heart. Um, so the, the brothers, they hate Joseph. And uh, one day, uh, Joseph's brothers are on the field uh, feeding the sheep. And uh, Jacob sends Joseph to uh, check up on his brothers. And the brothers see Joseph in, in the distance and they devise a plan. They're going to kill Joseph. And uh, they, uh, Joseph comes, and they put Joseph in a, in a pit, and uh, the oldest uh, brother, Reuben, um, says, you know, let, let's, uh, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him in this pit and just let him die, but let's not kill him. He intends later to rescue him out of the pit and, and take him back to his father. But they, they put, him, put Joseph in the pit. And uh, at the time, a group of Ishmaelites who are heading to Egypt come along. And Judah has the idea, well, let's not just let him stay here to die. Let's sell him to the Ishmaelites, sell him into slavery. So they take him out, and uh, they sell him to the Ishmaelites, and he's sold into to Egypt. They take that coat of, of many colors that they hated, take it from Joseph, they kill a, um, a goat, put the blood on the, the coat, and they take it back to their father, Jacob. 
And they say, who does this coat belong to? And, and Jacob says, well, this is my son's coat. A, a beast must have devoured him, and this is all I have left of my son. He's um, greatly mourning and refuses to be comforted. Poor Joseph sold into to slavery. How would you respond if you were in Joseph's shoes? Where would your faith be? This is your family. The, one, the ones that are closest to you, they hate you. They wanted you dead. They sell you off into slavery. How, where would your faith be? Um, we, you read the story. Uh, Joseph, he remained strong, strong in his faith. And I think of the verse in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Would you turn there? I think, I think that's a good verse to turn to. Um, many of you are familiar with it. Um, but in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. <clears throat> many of you might, may know it by heart. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. We know that all things work together for good. Not just a few things. Not just some things. Not just the good things that we think are good. God takes all things and work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called, even those that would hate you and mean evil towards you and sell you off into Egypt and betray you. God takes those things and work together for good to those who love Him to those who are the called according to His purpose. Joseph is a living testimony, a living example of Romans 8.28. He's, uh, he's taken off to, um, to Egypt. He's sold into slavery. And uh, you just see God's sovereign hand. He's sold to um, uh, Potiphar, who, um, uh, who's part of Pharaoh's court. He's a high official. He, um, he takes Joseph in. And God's with Joseph. Joseph uh, does well. He works uh, with integrity um, and he does well. And God blesses uh, Potiphar's house for the sake of Joseph. And uh, uh, Joseph is elevated in position, becomes overseer in Potiphar's uh, house. And you know, you know this, what happens next. Potiphar's wife, uh, Joseph, uh, is uh, handsome. And uh, Potiphar's wife makes uh, advance toward Joseph. And uh, how does, what does Joseph do? We see a, a bit of his character here. How, how, he tells Potiphar's wife, how can I commit this great wickedness and sin against God? Uh, he, he could have participated in this. And maybe no one would have known. But he knew God would know. And so he, he didn't. He didn't. He uh, uh, resisted the temptation. Um, Potiphar's wife continues on a daily, it says daily basis, she comes to him and lie with me. And uh, Joseph, uh, on one particular occasion, Potiphar's wife takes um, uh, Joseph by the garment and um, he flees, as we should when temptation comes, flees sexual immorality. And um, Potiphar's wife is, is rejected, she becomes angered. And she uh, takes this garment and she uses it as evidence and explains to everyone in the household, well, 
uh, Joseph has come, come to me and has tried to take advantage of me. And uh, here's the evidence. He was, he was here, he, he ran away, and I screamed. He te- she tells uh, her husband, he's enraged, and um, Joseph is taken to prison. Joseph did nothing wrong. He did everything right. Uh, God was with him. What was, what was Joseph's reward for doing what was right? He had to go to prison. Um, again, how would, how would we respond? Where would our faith be if, if we are doing everything that we believe God wants us to do, living righteously, living above reproach, and yet to endure this unjust persecution? Many of you uh, may have uh, followed this story. I, I'm not sure if, if this has been covered in the, the mainstream news, but maybe you've heard of uh, Pastor Saeed uh, Abedini, um, born in Iran, uh, became, he was a former Muslim, became a Christian in year 2000, and um, came to America and uh, became American citizen in 2006. Um, uh, has a wife and, and two young kids. They, um, uh, he, Pastor Abedini, went back to Iran in the summer of 2012. And his, um, the purpose of the trip was to um, see about uh, establishing an orphanage, <clears throat> orphanage for un, unwanted young girls. On that trip, he is uh, taken by the Iranian government. And he is uh, taken to trial and he is um, sentenced to eight years in the, that Iranian prison, most brutal prison in Iran. And his, the, the reason for his uh, imprisonment is he's a threat to national security. Um, the real reason, though, we, we know is, is because of his Christian faith. Um, and so he's, he's there in prison and uh, for doing nothing wrong, living for the Lord, doing what was right, and yet he's taken to uh, this prison where he has been, has been beaten and has uh, suffered internal injuries and, according to reports, is in need of, of uh, surgery. There's, uh, just most recently, there's been a sign of, of hope where uh, he's been taken out of the, the murderer's ward and taken to the political prisoner's ward. But he's in prison now for a year and a half now. Pastor Abedini, I, I think of him as a, as a modern-day Joseph. Now, we, I think about my own life, and I, I, I read the story of Joseph. I hear about the story of Pastor Abedini, and I, I'm strengthened whenever I am misunderstood or when I'm maybe gossiped about or, or mistreated uh, because there is no comparison as far as um, you know, the persecution I would face. Um, where, where's, where's our faith? Again, Romans 8, 28. All, all things, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Well, we live like uh, a Joseph. Uh, now, let me, let me just kind of summarize uh, uh, some of the events here in, in Joseph's life. But he's in prison there. Uh, he's in there for, for several years. But if you remember, uh, Pharaoh's butler and baker are sent to, to prison for some, some wrongdoing. 
and uh, the, the butler and the baker have uh, dreams, and uh, they don't understand what the dreams mean. They tell it to Joseph, and Joseph uh, gives them the imp- interpretation of their dreams. Um, the, the dreams come true. The, the butler is restored uh, to Pharaoh's court, and then, but the, the baker uh, is hanged, and just as, as Joseph said would happen. Uh, but before the butler leaves prison, Joseph tells the butler, please remember me. When you go into um, Pharaoh's uh, court, remember me, so in the hopes that he could get out of prison. Um, of course, though, the butler forgets. Joseph spends another two years in prison. Um, and then, but Pharaoh, Pharaoh has a dream. And Pharaoh's troubled by the dream. He doesn't understand what it means. And um, he, he tries to get an interpretation. And during that time, the butler remembers, wait a minute, I, I had Joseph interpret my dream. And uh, maybe Joseph, we can ask him and he could interpret the dream for him. Pharaoh gets uh, Joseph out of prison. And he interprets the dream. There's going to be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. And he also gives the counsel, well, because of this is, this is going to happen, in the seven years of famine, you need to store up your grain. Uh, collect the grain, build storehouses to store the grain, so that when the seven years of famine come, you'll be able to survive through the time of famine. Uh, Pharaoh is pleased with Joseph, Joseph's interpretation and sees the, the wisdom that, that he is given. And it's just it's amazing because uh, you see this, this great rise to power for, for Joseph. He's, he's in prison for several years in one day, and then he's elevated to high position in this world power of Egypt. He's really the second command in all of Egypt, the prime minister of Pharaoh's uh, administration. And uh, so the seven years of plenty come. Uh, they collect the, the grain, and they're well supplied. But then the years of famine come. Two years into the famine, can you guess who comes into Egypt? Joseph's brothers. Joseph's brothers. There's famine, and it's just not a famine in Egypt. It's a worldwide famine. And uh, at the time, um, Jacob's brothers in the land of Canaan, the promised land, and they, they are uh, nearing starvation. So Jacob sends his sons to uh, Egypt because he hears there's grain, there's hope, there's life in Egypt. So he sends uh, uh, a number of his sons. Uh, and what happens here, and I'm not going to go into all the details of it, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a great story. It's really a testing of his, of his brothers uh, there. Um, but uh, I will, I'll just kind of skip through things. Uh, they come to Egypt. They see Joseph, but they don't recognize Joseph. 22 years have elapsed. They just know him as a 17-year-old boy. Now it's 22 years later. He's 39 years old. Joseph recognizes his brothers. They don't recognize him. How would you, if you were Joseph, how would you respond to those brothers? Um, these brothers hated him. They wanted him de- dead. They were going to kill him. Um, maybe he would say, okay, I spent so many years in prison, I'm going to put you in prison and so you could see how it uh, feels. Or you wanted me dead, so you're going you're to be punished for 
what you intended uh, for me. You'll, you'll be killed. Uh, this was all in Joseph's power. He's second in command in, in Egypt. He very well could have done this, and, and no one would bat an eye. Uh, he, he could say, you know, you remember those dreams? They've, they've come to see, I told you so. Because his brothers come to, to Joseph not knowing who he was. They bow down to Joseph, and, and it says in the Scripture, Joseph remembers those dreams that he had. How would Joseph respond? Let's read in, in Genesis chapter 45 uh, his response to seeing his brothers. And uh, this is actually not the first time that he sees his brother. He's kind of strung them along with a series of tests. Uh, and you could, you could preach sermons on just those tests, but we're just going to kind of skip to the time when he finally makes himself known. And so this is in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 45, uh, beginning in that uh, first verse. This is what Joseph uh, says. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry, go up to my father, and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me. You and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. And behold, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. So you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all of his brothers and wept over them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. How did Joseph respond? It's, it's amazing. Uh, it, those 22 years, uh, God's been working in his life, growing him in his faith. And although he could have taken great revenge, we see grace. We see uh, a faith in God. He sees, Joseph sees the larger picture uh, he says, you know, you sold, me, you sold me into slavery, but God used this. God used this for a great deliverance because there's going to be a worldwide famine, and through Joseph's life, many will be saved, including his own family, through whom the blessing would come for all nations. Um, later on, uh, now Jacob's alive, and, and really you can fast forward um, uh, several years, um, 
Jacob dies, their father, and the brothers are troubled because maybe uh, now that Jacob's dead, uh, Joseph's going to really take vengeance on his brothers um, because out of respect for the father, he didn't want to kill uh, jo- Jacob's other sons. Um, let's skip to Genesis chapter 50 and read some, a few verses there. Uh, what's Joseph going to do now that uh, Jacob, their father, is, has passed away? In Genesis chapter 50, verse uh, 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph, saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now therefore, do not be afraid, I will provide for you and your little ones. And be comforted he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Jacob is passed. They're, uh, they're afraid for their lives. Again, Joseph, in his great faith, extends grace to his brothers. What you meant for evil, God has worked and used for good. Again, you see Romans 8, 20, 28, and we know all things work together for good to those who love God. What, is this, what does this mean for our lives? In our lives, I don't, I'm, I don't know what's befallen each person in here or what will befall you in the future. The, the pain, the suffering, the evil that you may have experienced in times past that has left you in many times in pits of despair or in prisons of sorrow for years and years. And people might still be in these uh, tough situations. Are you able to see the larger picture? We may not see that larger picture as Joseph was able to see. But can we trust in the promise of God's Word that God can take all things, even the evil things that happen to us, even the bad things that we do even to ourselves, He can take those things and use them for our good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to uh, His purpose. Remember the story of Joseph. Remember Joseph's God because he is our God and he has not changed. We can take great comfort in who this God is. Uh, there's one, one other truth that I, I just wanted to touch on and it's, it's even, even a larger picture that, that we, uh, we need to look at. Uh, you know, I, if you remember back in, uh, in Luke, uh, Jesus, who's risen from the grave, he's, he's sharing with his, uh, these two disciples, and he, they don't recognize it's Jesus alive from the dead, and uh, they're on their road to Emmaus, and uh, Jesus speaks the scriptures, all things concerning himself, and those scriptures were the Old Testament. I, I sort of wonder if he, he speaks back to Genesis. Do you see the gospel here? Do you see that Jesus is our heavenly 
Joseph. Joseph was hated by his brothers. Jesus was hated by his brothers, the Jewish nation. He, he came to his own, but his own did not receive him. Joseph was, was loved by his father, Jacob, and he showed that. Jesus was surely loved by his father. At his baptism, Jesus said, This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Um, Jesus, Joseph, uh, was betrayed. He lived a, a life of integrity. Uh, it was by no means perfect, but it was a shadow of who Christ was. Jesus was perfect, without sin. Um, Joseph, uh, this, this imagery of his garment was taken. And it was used twice against him, really. Uh, his brothers uh, took the garment and used it to show Jacob, to show that Joseph was dead. Uh, later on, uh, Potiphar's wife uh, used the garment to, uh, as evidence to uh, prove his supposed guilt. Jesus' garment was taken as he was, before he was uh, placed and crucified on the cross. And his, he was made a mockery of as his garment was sold. Uh, Joseph was in prison with the baker, baker and the, the butler. The butler was, was saved and restored back to the court of Pharaoh. The, the uh, baker was condemned and hanged. Jesus was crucified between two criminals. One uh, came into the court of heaven. One was condemned uh, and condemned to, to death. Uh, Joseph was suffered great hum humiliation in prison, but God elevated him to the highest, almost the highest court in, in Egypt. Jesus himself was humiliated on the cross, but he's been exalted uh, uh, above every name. Uh, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Uh, Joseph was uh, suffered great evil, but God used that evil and turned it out for good. You think of Christ on the cross and the evil that he endured, and God used all of that evil and turned it towards good. We can take uh, great comfort in, in, in looking at the life of Joseph, uh, but as we also look at that story, we need to think of Christ, who is our heavenly Joseph, who uh, endured great evil from us, from our sins, and turned it out for our good. Um, remember, we, we have a MVP of, a, I believe, the Old Testament, Joseph. Uh, it's a picture of who Christ is. He is our heavenly Joseph. Let's, uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we, uh, we praise you uh, this evening. Lord, we are uh, grateful, Lord, that we know and we can know that all things uh, work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Lord, help us to have the faith of uh, Joseph who en endured great evil, great suffering, uh, great trials, but all the while was to re remain strong in his faith, Lord, and was able to see the larger picture. Lord, help us to have that uh, same sort of faith as Joseph. And Lord, we also thank, we're also thankful for who Joseph pictures. He pictures Christ and what he's done for us on the cross. And Lord, so we're grateful for the gospel, the good news that you um, took our evil and was able to turn it for our good. Lord, we praise you tonight. And uh, Lord, just help us to remember this and take comfort 
in these truths. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.